0: So you're a business professional who really wants to write a book to promote your business and get new clients. But there have been a million books that say the same old stuff, that rehash the same old how-to information. So how do you stand out? The answer is a business fable book. Well, welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk about how to write a business fable book. What a business fable book actually is? and how you can use one to get new clients to build your business. Hi, I'm Dan Janelle. I'm a book coach, developmental editor, and ghostwriter. I can help you write your Business Fable book. uh, Or you can talk to our guest, Jeff West, who's also written many Business Fable books and has won awards for writing Business Fable books. Thanks for joining us today, Jeff.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Let's start with Ground Zero, because a lot of people don't really know what a business
0: fable book is, even though they might have read Who Moved My Cheese or The One Minute Manager or The Five Dysfunctions of the Team, which are all business fable books. But let's assume that people have never even heard of those books. What is a business fable book?
1: You know, for me, a business fable is a book where you're trying to teach some very sound business principles that you that you're already that you're already espousing maybe in your business model. And the business fable takes those principles and it uses a fictional story to cast the, uh, to cast those lessons in a great light. You know, in, in the way we humans work, the neurology of our brain is set up in such a way that every decision that we make is a combination of logic and emotion. There's no exception to that. And when you have a positive emotional experience Combined with the logic of what you're trying to do at the time, it tends to make you more comfortable with moving forward, taking that next step, doing what you need to do. In my branding that I do other things with, it's called I call that fusion points. But a business fable is a perfect example of that because it's a story that if it's well written, if it's crafted right, it's a story that will draw the reader in so well, touch them emotionally, and then you're teaching some specific lessons that you want them to retain later. And that combination of, a, of the storyline and the things you want to teach is what makes the people remember the lessons that they're learning.
0: Really good definition. I really like that. I, I tell my clients, even when we're writing nonfiction books that aren't fables, that uh, the stories... Are the spoonful of medicine that make, or spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. <laughs> so, quote uh, that great philosopher, Mary Poppins. And uh, it's true, you can tell people to do something and it goes in one ear and out the other. You tell people an emotional story uh, and then suddenly it clicks with them and they remember that story for the rest of their lives. I remember some stories from people I've heard like 20, 30 years ago and I could still say them word for word because the story was there so it really works so how do you bring the i think it's easy for people who are watching this and listening to this on youtube to say okay i know the eight business principles i want to share with people i believe in them i work with these every day these are what i teach my interns and my new hires this is what we do or this is how we do it this is our process that's the easy stuff how do we get the emotion into it
1: The the emotion is always going to come when you've crafted a storyline and you've crafted characters that your reader falls in love with. You know, uh, Lisa Wilbur, who's one of Avon's superstars, she's like the fifth highest earning person in Avon history. She and I co-authored a book and we took some of her lessons and I wrote the, the fable for it. And it's the fictional account. But I wrote stories about a single mother who had to unexpectedly make a living and she meets this mentor, in this case, the le- the lady with the blue hair. Uh, and the relationship that develops there, we track that over a year and the stories of, of her recovering and going into being a single parent and all that. We wrote a story that that was kind of my job. I know you and I did very similar things on that. We wrote a story that people fell in love with, and it just happened to teach some really great lessons and so what my process is I always start by being observant to the world around me and I'm looking for interesting things that can make a story. I, I don't just write business fables. I'm also working on a novel right now. And it's, it, the story writing process is very similar. I'll think about a storyline. I'll start to develop characters. I'll make notes. I'll do research. And then what I do is I kind of map out in my idea, how I want the storyline to go because as my favorite author in the world, someone you and I both know well, John David Mann, uh, he he says, what you want to do is you want to have a hero, and you want the hero to, to not be perfect by any stretch. You want them to have some flaws, but you want them to be struggling. Get them up in a tree and then throw rocks at them, but then rescue them at the. End. <laughs> that's a pretty good way to do it.
0: <laughs> okay, you know we, we've we've all probably heard about the hero's journey, and uh, that's that's another model to use. And right. uh, my friend Henry DeVries, who I interviewed on another podcast, I'll put a link to it, uh, talks about the seven different kinds of stories. You know, the princess story, you know, Cinderella. There's there are all sorts of things that you can pull from. To to tell your story and make it effectively, you talked about the lady with the blue hair. What, what's the name of that book? Just so people know, is it the lady with it the blue hair?
1: Said uh, the name of the book is "Said the Lady with the Blue Hair: Seven Rules, yep, okay. Seven Rules for Success in Direct Sales, Wrapped in a Wonderful Lesson for Life." And okay. we were we were very blessed. It, it hit uh, a lot of people will get Amazon bestseller status because they're doing things to make that happen that are <laughs> that are not the way I'll do mine, but. They, uh, we actually did a full retail release and we had number one in, in uh, uh, multi-level marketing, which is what we were the most mar- part of the market we were going after. And we had number three, which I'm even more proud of of, of the women in business category because right. that, that was an important message we were trying to get out. And then we won an axiom book award and an American indie excellence award. So it, the book is done well, but it's what's happening is it's catching on because our followers, the readers, they're falling in love with the story.
0: Great. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about that story, because I'm having an issue now with uh, with a book that I'm writing with uh, one of my clients who are just about done with the book. And he uh, he's a consultant who works with companies and solves problems. And that's the story we told. And right. he named his character after himself, which I thought was kind of interesting. But the same first name, but a different last name. And as we're wrapping up the book, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, should we actually put him into the book or should we leave it at that pen name? And I'm curious, should the hero of the book be the person who is the consultant, the business professional who wants the business or should they be anonymous? Any thoughts on that?
1: In my eyes, that's always going to come down to the two co-authors. You're working on the book with them and, and your your client. That would always come down to that. It's probably not the choice I would make just because I'd, when I'm writing characters, I'm looking for names that are unusual mm. that uh, also somehow in the process will give a, a a meaning to that. Like the the novel that I'm working on right now is uh, we're still toying with the name, but it's it's the theme is a time travel book and the main character is going to be uh, I, the log line of the book is a devoted father battles uh, to protect his daughter's future before time rips them apart forever. And so it's, it's going to be kind of an intense storyline. But the names I gave him have to do with his first name is a word for travel or traveler. And his last name is the, the word Christopher, which is saint, the patron saint of travelers. So I pick mm-hmm. things like that just because I like to play with it. But when it comes down to it, people, uh, it, if the story is great, people are going to read it well either way. And I know you write great stories when you do things and you write great books. So I don't think that will be an issue at all. Uh, but it's not the choice I make. I, and it's just because of a personal preference, not because I think one's better than the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I love time travel books. So if you're looking for an alpha reader or a beta reader, you know, sign me up. There's certain kinds of science fiction I just cannot read, cannot understand, whatever, but time right. travel sort of like, woo, 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 like, <laughs>
1: woo. <Well, you laughs> in in uh, this hey. one, I'm actually, I struggled with whether to classify it as a sci-fi or just literature, because I'm going to do some twists and turns that people don't expect. And so it's it's going to be more about the story of a father and a daughter and their great relationship. So we'll see what happens.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I wrote a a book with a doctor, a business table book about telemedicine like five years ago. This was before COVID, before telemedicine was a thing. And we invented like you, we invented a character, a single mother who uh, lost her insurance and suddenly had to struggle and find and work her way through the system. And it was a lot of fun. We invented like the big bad insurance company because they're all big bad insurance companies. So we had natural villain and it sort of wrote itself. And we were done with it. I said, you know, this was great. Now, if I if we put a couple of chase scenes in here, we'd have a thriller. And my doctor uh, client said, that's good because my next book is called, you know, Medicare Advantage, the next victim could be you. So uh, he commissioned <laughs> me to write that book for him and he gave me the guidelines of the principles that he wanted people to know about to protect themselves about choosing Medicare Advantage or Medicare Instead, and uh, it was a lot of fun to write. And I did put a couple of chase scenes in there, and it was a lot of fun. And just sort story just sort of wrote itself. It was it was it was was a blast. So let's talk more about now. You've written the book. How do you turn that book and get clients from that book? How do you make money with those books?
1: Well, you you need a platform. So that part of your business model should be. Uh, either a website or have someone do it for you, whatever you're going to do, but a website, you've got to focus on where your clients live and you've got to get the promotional material in there. But the biggest thing in most people, in my opinion, that are starting to write for that purpose of having a book that gets them to a little bit higher level on a platform or whatever is to consider your book probably more as a business card than a money maker now i write I write both ways i when I do things, it's partly because it's a business card for me, but I also make money writing books now, and so it's it's a combination, but if you think of it more like your business card and you get your book in the hands of the right people for speaking events and that nature, that will help elevate you. If your business model is more coaching, then you're you're talking about getting the book to in the hands of people that are your potential clients. And then uh I usually do things like that for free. I, I, once I create an asset, it's evergreen for me. And mm-hmm. so there it's not unusual for me to give someone that I want to do a speaking event for or I want to prospect them for that speaking event, that I'll I'll say, Hey, I'd like to visit with you about this. Plus, I've got some books uh, so you kind of get a feel for the way that I like to approach the message let me send you one of those if you if you think you'd like to read it and then uh, we'll talk about doing something together and I send it in whatever format they want you know I, I, I tend to do my books of course and we all originally write them in whatever program and they go to a high def pdf but then I do it on kindle I have it on paperback some of them on hardback I do audible books and I'll, I'll find out what they like. Some people would rather have that book in their hand. So I'll go to the expense of mailing them a book with a personal note and, and then I'll follow up a, a few days later, and see that they got it. And if they've read it and we'll start the conversation. Some people prefer audible. I'll send them, I'll send them an audible book that way. It just varies based on your business model. But the real key is if you're going to use a book for a business purpose to drive something that is really your main business model where the book being a moneymaker is not. You want to get it in the hands of people that could be your potential client, people that could say yes to you. Is there a perfect size for the book, a perfect length for the book? Parables, generally, you want to shoot for 25 to 35,000 words.
0: Perfect. Well said. Jeff, tell us who is your perfect client and how can they get in touch with you?
1: The easiest way for, to get in touch with me is to go to jeffcwest.com. So that's J-E-F-F-C-W-E-S-T dot com. You'll see my latest releases there. You'll see uh, some of the topics I speak on, and you, you can do that there. Uh, and also the, on the homepage there, you'll have a way that if you'd like to sign up for my email list. And I, I, when people do that, I actually give them the first three chapters of the latest book for free. They can read that and see if they'd like to buy the book. But uh, that's the easiest way. And then we'll stay in touch as we go.
0: Cool. Thank you very much for this insightful information. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We have more than 175 other insightful podcasts on this YouTube channel to help you write your book in a flash and market your book in a flash. Thanks for joining us. Check them out. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to WriteYourBookInAFlash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.